Hold on. There we go. My bad. My bad. Thank you, Abhishek. Thank you for telling me to turn on my audio. So we're good now. Are we good? Can you hear me now? Oh, I've just been going off, man. I've just been going off. I, I forgot a chord. I forgot a chord to my podcast. That's why I'm late. I never run late. I never run late. Ah, <sighs> man. I just did an interview with a magazine. Can't wait to you guys uh, read that article. Can't say what it is right now, but I will let you know when it comes out. Man, just tell me some positive stuff on the comments, man. Anything good happen to you, let me know. Just leave it in the comments. I want to read it. I want to share it. This is a community all about love and positivity in the freaking make you laugh. We want you to laugh in the morning. That's what we do. We want you to laugh in the morning. I'm very excited about today. Hey, Liza. What's up, Liza? How are you? Thank you for checking in as usual. David Kano. Yeah, I'm waiting on my hat. Oh, yeah, you got to buy that hat, David. You got to buy it. I don't give stuff away for free. Come on, David. Come on, David. Oh, as always, you can give me stars, too. You know what stars are, right? Each star is a penny, so drop some love for me. If you like the podcast, you know it helps out. So do that if you want to. All right. I got to also give a shout out to our sponsor right here. You know, I do it every single day. I got to show them love. Uh, Southgate Design. Boom. There it is. Mm, doom. There it is. Mm, there it is. Southgate Design, Eric, family-owned company. They do all my merch. They do my shirts. They do uh, the flyers for the show. Everything around the, uh, what I do for the morning, yo, they do. So big shout-outs to Southgate Design. They are awesome. I'm very excited, man. I'm very excited. Uh, today on the show, we're going to have Adam Ray. He's a comedian. And what I love about Adam Ray, what I love about Adam Ray, he crushes it on the acting side. Like the dude destroys it on the acting side. And that's a level I want to get to. Like he knows everybody. He knows everybody. He has a podcast called ALN that he's been crushing. So it's a thing where it's all good, man. We're just showing some love on the morning, yo. Just showing some love on a Thursday. Uh-oh, Liza had the second COVID vaccine yesterday. Great. Yes. Yes. That's good, man. My parents had their first, um, my parents got their first dose yesterday. So in three weeks, they're going to get their second shot. I'm excited about that, man. Cause I haven't seen my parents in like what? Nine months, nine months. I haven't seen my parents. So it's like, come on, man, come on. I want you to see our grandkids. That's the whole reason they live in, you know, to see their grandkids. My, my mom never thought she would have grandkids. First of all, my mom just never thought she would have grandkids. It's so funny. My mom was like, so I said piggy bank for your kids. Look like I'll never break piggy bank for kids. This is like five, six years ago. Now she got two grandkids running around. She's the happiest. She's the happiest grandma in the world. Oh, what's this? Bro, when are you going to let your Freddie Mercury mustache out? You know what? Sometimes I do grow a mustache, but nobody says I look like Freddie Mercury. They say I look like Lionel Richie. Oh. Anyway, I'm acting silly. So Adam Ray is going to be joining us in a second. He should be checking in. Uh-oh, he's texting me. Oh, he's he said three more minutes. He's having issues. No worries, bro. No worries. No worries at all. So tonight, if you're in Vegas or tomorrow, if you're in Vegas, I'm doing a, a show tonight at 10. The show tomorrow at 10 at L.A. Comedy Club in Vegas. L.A. Comedy Club in Vegas. And then Saturday, I'm going to be in L.A. 
Tammy Joe does this awesome show at the Magic Castle. It's called Magic Asphalt. Big comedians pop by. And I'm going to be on that show on Saturday. I'm going to be on both shows, the early show and the late show. And the late show, which I'm so excited, uh, Bill Burr is going to be on that show. Anytime you share the stage with Bill Burr, you just get to walk on the same stage as Bill Burr. It's an honor. Like The dude is a living legend in comedy. And to be able to just be invited to be on the same stage, I'm blown away. Blown away. Let me go through some uh, other comments here. You guys are coming in. I appreciate it. Really appreciate it. What else happening? So my parents got their vaccine. Uh, yesterday was chill, man. Oh, I'm back on the sugar-free. This is my third day back on sugar-free because uh, February 1st, I had sugar. I had pancakes. If you haven't seen my Instagram story, I mean my Instagram page, look up me making the pancakes, putting the syrup on it. Yeah, I did all that. I put some whipped cream on it threw some candy on it. But then before I ate it, I took all that stuff off. I just had the syrup in the pancakes and it made me sick. It made me sick. So I'm back on sugar-free day number three, day number three. So, and I don't miss sugar, man. I don't miss sugar that much. Um, if you're first time tuning into the morning, yo, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Second thing is make sure you go down and look at all the videos. I got a lot of cool videos down there. Some of your favorite comedians like Jim Jeffries, Joe Coy. I got Dane Cook on there. And O-Town. Man, we threw it back with O-Town. It went viral. So many people have watched that O-Town video. It's freaking awesome. Like, it was the first time in a long time those guys got together. You know what I mean? Uh, all four. Ashley's no longer part of the group. But all four got together and did an interview with me, which was very, very cool. They got a Valentine's Day show. I actually bought tickets. I'm going to watch it with my wife. It starts at 4 o'clock. You can't go wrong with that. It'd be done by like 5.30. You know, me and my wife got a little dinner going on. And then, <laughs> and then you know what happens next, right? <laughs> we going to sleep. We going to sleep. That's right. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. we got two kids and we always tired. Oh, Gassio. What's up, man? What's up? You doing all right? Thank you for checking in. I appreciate you checking out the morning, yo. Lamar Parker. What we got here? What up, Mike? Giant Eagle or some Lady Gaga Oreos? I have no idea what that means. No idea what that means, bro. What does that mean? Lamar Parker, you always saying some crazy stuff. I have no idea what you're talking about. What up, Mike? Giant Eagle got some Lady Gaga Oreos. Okay, I understand the Lady Gaga Oreos. Because Lady Gaga came out with some Oreos and people are going nuts for them. Are they good, Lamar? Are they good? I don't know. You need to interview Raymond Orda. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I'll interview anybody. I don't care. You're lucky to be in warm weather. Oh, my God. Let me tell you, I'm in Las Vegas right now. It is beautiful. It is gorgeous. Hang on. Where is Adam? Where is Adam? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. This guy. See, that's the thing about comedians. Always late. Always late. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right. So what we got? Any other message? Any positive news out there? Any positive news? You guys got anything good to say? I'm just waiting on Adam Ray. You know, I don't have much to say. Just waiting on Adam Ray. Uh, what else? Oh, so I told you yesterday. I had a huge audition. 
I was so stressed out yesterday about this audition. Man, oh man. And finally, because when you do it, it was a secret audition. And when you get these secret auditions, man, they only give you like less than 24 hours to get it down. And this is like five pages. Like it was heavy copy, heavy copy. You got to learn it. Then you got to perform it. Then you got to find your beats on it. Oh my God. I was so freaking stressed out. No, it wasn't in person. No, I'm getting a question. Is I didn't no, no, no. You get to send it in. That was the good thing. You did get to send it in, but man, it was so stressful just learning it so fast. But I watched it back a couple. I feel great about it. I feel great about it. My thing in acting right now, of course, I want the job, but I also just want to represent who represents me, where people look at it and go, Oh, he's good. He might not be right for, but he's good. And that's what I'm trying to establish right now. Because this last year was supposed to be my first year full in acting. And then, of course, we know COVID hit kind of ruined that. So this is kind of like my first year acting. But, you know, we still in COVID. So I can't wait to fully jump in. But I'm getting some great auditions. So I'm excited about that. Very, very excited about that. So, you know, I don't know where this Adam, what, what, where is this Adam Ray doing? He keeps saying he's getting on. Look at this. Getting on. You say getting, he ain't getting on. Adam Ray. There he is. Adam Ray. I've been waiting for your ass. What's up, man? Yeah. What's up, Mike? Oh, look at us. Yeah. Fresh bills. Oh, yeah. You know it. How you been, bro? I've been good, dude. Um, Let me uh, let me get a better mic here for you. I've been good. How are yeah. you? What's going on? Sorry. I was having uh, I was uh, having problems putting pickles in the cage, which I know sounds like a euphemism, but that's actually uh, my dog's name. And, oh, uh, pickles! Okay, trying to get her in the cage so that I could be uh, pup free while I was uh, chatting with Mike Yo. So here we because go. Because you know, because you know, it's so it's so rude when people have their dogs yapping in the background. You know that, right? Oh, I am not a fan of that. That is uh, no. It's also just like I don't know. I get having the dog with you so that uh, it doesn't get into some you know butterfingers or uh, you know I don't know whatever sort of. You know, if you're cooking something for your KKK rally and and your <laughs> dog is uh, breaks into it and and you have to do an, another batch of brownies, but um, I a dog is a game changer during the pandemic. I will say that. I don't know if you have pets. Is it is it because you're just so lonely? Is that why they're a game changer? How dare you? <laughs> I'm just saying. Is that the reason, Adam? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's uh. So look, yeah. I you know having a few. <laughs> Having a fiance is exciting, but uh, it's yeah. You need more. You need more than that in 2021. You need uh, an animal to kind of, I don't know, neutralize the situation. Also, it is having a dog is great for if we get any sort of discrepancies, and Pickles is just staring at us like, "What are you guys fighting about, huh?" There's a great. There's a couch right over there. Take your clothes off. Rummage around on that. I'll watch because I'm a freak, and then we can all go get Froyo. You know. So do you, do you, uh, and this may be too personal, but I've been with my wife before and when we had a dog and it, sometimes the dog is there at intimate times and it, it gets really weird. Oh, I um, fully can't do it. If the dog is, <laughs> there's been, there's been times when pit, when I've literally been, you know, trying to just, you know, and thankfully I'm at a point to where, uh, you know, there's not much help that's needed. A gust of wind will set things in motion. But but when she is walking on the bed and, you know, 
try to keep her off to the side and not lock in the cage because then she whines. So then I've got dog whines to oh, yeah. try to fight through. So you just hope that she stays in her quadrant of the mattress. And but then at one point, it's about two weeks ago, she walked like right by my legs and just kind of <laughs> raised her legs against mine. Mm. And I just go to my girl, I go, get off. I go, <laughs> it's not happening. It's not happening. I'm, no. I, I can't stop thinking about that now. <laughs> no, it, it's serious, man. Like, <laughs> I remember one time, man, that was just like in my face. Like, I, I turned around, oh, he was just, just like, staring at you. <laughs> I was like, this is weird. Yeah, that's inappropriate. <laughs> because um, the dog really didn't like me, but it loved my wife. Oh, nice. Love my wife. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think, uh, well, they say dogs are man's best friend, but I feel like the same thing with children. I think pups gravitate towards the gal right i mean what for me i was buying my dog's love with treats and now i'm yeah. really trying to reel that in um so that she doesn't you know develop pancreatitis which i just found out is a thing there's so much i don't know about dogs as much as i feel like i do know um i do know that if you make a joke to your neighbor about your dog being in heat and when the person goes to pet your dog who you've only had two prior exchanges with and you go, uh, she's in heat. Don't get any ideas. Uh, that's not a great way to build rapport with people in your building. It's usually, <laughs> a, it's exactly the opposite. This guy looks at me and he goes, "What?" And I go, "Oh, I was just, I was just saying, don't, don't get any like, don't. I don't, I don't know what I was doing right there. I'm sorry. I was just trying to make a joke." And he goes, he goes, "You think, you think I'm trying to fuck your dog?" And I go, "Oh, no." And then I go, guy. "Oh, he's that guy." And I go, and and literally, we we'd only exchange highs and hellos in the elevator, so. It's on me for rolling the dice, thinking he had more to offer. But he goes, uh, he goes, you think I'm trying to fuck your dog? And I go, oh, no, I just was. Um, he really well, said, I, I got to be honest. I got to be honest. I don't know now. Now, the fact that you're just even questioning <laughs> that you don't pick up on that was a joke. I don't know what your intentions are. It's you know what it's like. It's like a, a bad member in the audience when you're trying to do some crowd work. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, he doesn't play it's along. Not playing along. Like, no, doesn't no. doesn't even want to try to give you anything. And you're like, dude, you don't have to be funny. So maybe that's where you're getting mixed up on this. Just give me some info. I'll take it from here. Yeah. Which is the name exactly. of my new album. I'll take it from here. Yeah, it's called it's an all crowd work album. Oh, what, wait, when that drop? I dropped that. Is about, it already out? It's OK, man. It's it was, you know, it, it it there's so much going on right now with the vaccines and, you know, the storming of the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> crowd work albums are getting lost in the shuffle left and they right. are they are they really so, are let's be, honest, let's be honest it's not at the top of the totem pole of things to to look forward to but it should be it's all crowd work you know i uh i love doing it when i do my hour uh you know plus sets on the weekends uh i'd say about 15 20 minutes uh of that um is uh is, is crowd work throughout and uh, it's always different always special and i took about uh a, you know over an hour and change from uh, a week in uh, Vegas at the uh, uh, Trop, at uh, the Laugh Factory, the Trop in Vegas. And I just had so much shit go down in 14 shows that was, mm -hmm. uh, I'd be an idiot not to pull from. And it was so different. So I went through and took a lot of time to really edit it. Um, by the way, is my connection so bad? Am I fine? Am I really choppy? Or am I, good? I hear you fine, but your mouth is moving slow. Uh, dude, why is that? Dude, come on, man. You do a podcast all the time. You have big celebrities, and you don't have better internet connection, bro? Well, I'm in my mom's. I want my oh. mom's. Her internet sucks. Blame your mom. Blame your mom. Okay, God. Adam. You, you got some change, bro. You got some change. Drop your mom some new internet, bro. Yeah, no kidding. Um, 
but uh, let me see if I can get on a hotspot. Uh, she, um, uh, anyway, there was, I, I went through and edited like a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of moments um, that even have, uh, you know, callbacks and go back. Uh, you know, there'd be like a guy who, who was an Uber driver who came to the show with the three girls he was driving. And then I went back to him three times. There was a, a couple that fell asleep in the show. There was a, an arranged marriage. There was a rapper, a white rapper named Carl. There was a guy in the back with a sleeveless leather vest uh, who was like a, a professional bull rider. I mean, this is all. <laughs> and I string it. I went through and it's really it sounds like one full show of just chaos. And it's uh, a couple drunk people that were yelling shit out that were trying to. I think that's what I said. I'll take it from here. And and um yeah, it's 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 fun, man. It's a, it's an easy listen, and it's uh, okay. Where can people where can people get this? Uh, you can. Uh, it's I'm selling two CDs at Sam Goody on 145th. <laughs> Shout Sarah, out but, to Sam yeah. Goody. No, oh, no. music. Pandora, Spotify, iTunes. It's all, all, the, all okay. I'll all take it from highlights. here, Adam Ray. Yeah, you got it, bud. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm gonna check it out because here's the thing: when you did you always do crowd work, or is this a muscle you were like, you know what, I'm gonna grow this. You you just pause. You just went out, Adam. Adam, we just lost Adam. Look at him. Look how attractive Adam is. Frozen. Hold on. Let me text Adam. Let me, he tried to switch to hotspot in Lawson. Lost you, bro. Oh, there he is. He's popping back on. Adam. <laughs> Look, I got three Adams on. His internet is horrible. Let me take this one off. Remove from stream. This one's not working either. Hold on. Sorry, people. This is live. This is what happens when we go live. Just Adam is gone. Lost you, bro. He's trying to die. Oh, there he is again. Dude. Trying to, yeah, you just text me. Sorry, I was trying to get a little less. No. Oh, who's the third screen for? Is that the other one I just tried no, to get there on? Was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got to remove it. <laughs> I had two other boxes of you trying to get. <laughs> oh my god! Well, this is this now is, you're you know, frozen again. Be. This is okay, it... now you're back. Okay. Well, you look crystal clear, and you're moving. I can I see am. you drink that water in full, you know, HD, in HD. quality. Oh yeah, 1080p. Yeah. That's what we're rolling 1080p. over here, baby. Are you? you you're know. coming to me live from Vegas. Yeah, I'm in Vegas right now. I'm in my little studio. I have. Uh, I love it out here, but I, I wanted to ask you before you cut out with your terrible internet. Uh, I want to, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, is crowd work something you always did or did you decide, you know what? I need to train this muscle. Yeah. You know, it wasn't something I always did. I was pretty afraid of it and I would see greats like Harlan Williams, um, uh, David Cross, Todd Barry, Jeff Ross, obviously, crushing with it and it looks so fun and i i started really i think developing it in almost as a defense mechanism to friends or people from college or high school that were asking like you know every couple of years and i'd come back home or whatever like so you still doing comedy and i was like yeah yeah man like oh because i haven't seen you on a billboard or anything yeah, man, <laughs> no it's a slow it's a slow play it's a you know it's 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 there's a lot of that goes into this and it's um but I'm, yeah, I'm still, I'm grinding, man. Oh, okay. Okay. So just begin taking that and trying to getting my balls busted by people that were not doubters, a little bit of haters, a little bit of just enjoying the fact that, yeah, see, it's not that easy. Like almost like they, 
even though they weren't in the business or trying themselves, I don't know. There's a, there's almost like a, with some people, not all at all, but some people that there's a little bit of like animosity that they're like, Oh, you think you're, you're fun. You think you're, a it's the way that I'll create it like this. After a show, you get a, a girl that comes up to you with her boyfriend and she's like all about you, right? She's like, that show is awesome. Maybe she's a fan from, I mean, you got that from Chelsea times 10, right? Like, oh, yeah. Girls oh, yeah. coming up. So it's, so girls coming up just flattering you and, and saying how much they love you and this and that. And the guy, sometimes you get a guy that's secure that's standing there that's like, what's up, dude? And he's like, and he's like letting her do her thing. And he's like, yeah. she loves you, dude. She loves you. If you want to like, if you want to grab like one nip, dude, I'm cool with that, dude. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Which is very it. weird when they say stuff like that. It makes very it weird. very awkward. It, it makes it very awkward. You appreciate it. But then there's more often than not the guy that's like staring at you like you think you're better than me. You think you're funnier than me. So I, I think I would get that from friends, non-friends. If I was at a buddy's birthday party and somebody asked like, what are you doing? I'm a comedian. And they, they either try to get me to tell them jokes or start busting my balls because they wanted to feel like they – bested a comedian does that make sense yeah no so it, I started, it totally makes sense yeah so i started to develop i think a little bit of you know thick skin and and like all right i'm not gonna just take this and let this no name kind of blast me right here at my friend's party so i'm gonna start and i was always i've always been a people person you know i worked at customer service uh the customer service booth at albertson's in high school i was a bagger i was a cashier that's just non-stop people interaction dealing with dum-dums yeah. dealing with sweethearts uh, every end of the spectrum of, of type of person, people that spend $15 on quarter sodas at the quarter soda machine, they'd come into the customer service booth, drop, you know, 23 lemon lime sodas, tell me they were trying for root beer and they want all their money back. And I'm like, didn't you, maybe you think at $6, you weren't going to get root beer, you know, and then exactly. me getting a talk to by my boss, her flipping out and getting her money back. So I think I just, uh, developed this, like, I got a fire back type skill set. And I always try to kill it with kindness. You know, uh, our mutual friend, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, told me uh, when he, he posted, you know, a clip of my crowd work on his Instagram over the summer. And, uh, and, and then we were chatting about it. And he said, that's my favorite thing. I did it so much in the ring, which I didn't realize. And he's like, that's such a tough thing to do. And he, what he said to me, which I appreciate because I try to, you know, implement this always, is to hit him and hug him is what he said, which is yep. like, it's easy to just slam someone and make them feel like shit to get control of the room, but to really be like, you know, take control and fuck with people. And, and as he was saying, he's like, you got to fuck with people. We all have to do that. He's like, but you don't have to be a complete piece of shit about it. You don't have to make yeah. them feel bad. And um, so I, I try to do that as much as possible. But there are times, obviously, when people don't get it or, I mean, I've kicked a handful of people out in my days where they're just too drunk to where they don't even know that they're, well, what they're doing now, and affecting the show. Now, yeah. do you feel like you, since you've opened that Pandora box, you're like, okay, they're going to be talking the whole show because I'm going to start off with crowd work and crowd work can go really well, really good or really bad. And then when you get into your set, you know, now you've invited them to be chitter chatter all over the place. Yeah. Uh, it, it is sometimes a uh, double-edged sword. Bobby Lee used to, when I would open for him, he would tell me, uh, He's like, hey, no crowd work tonight. He's like, don't ask any questions. You're opening up the room for chaos and for people to, God, I'm so sorry. My mouth is just, I, it's so funny to hear myself and know that I'm in regular motion. But when I'm watching myself on the screen, I'm like, am I having a stroke right now? Because I think. <laughs> it's like a karate movie. Like one of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Even me laughing say? like that is like. Ha, 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 ha. 
Michael, yo, this is a very fun move. Oh, well, don't, can't, don't, don't cancel All right, me. Don't get racist now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you took it too far. All right. Has anybody ever, too far? Wait, real quick. Has anybody ever on any, because you know, sometimes morning radio DJs, and you, you know, were a very successful one. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if you got this, though, just from doing the stand up circuit for radio. Did somebody ever be like, because, you know, sometimes people would say, like, if anything big in the news, Jewish wise, what happened? They, and I was doing radio, they'd be like, so you Jew, like, what, what do you think about that? And I'm like, so I would always think, you know, for, for someone like yourself, what we just did right there, did so, has someone ever done something along the lines of like, so Mike, you must have loved like kung fu movies growing up, huh? <laughs> Anybody pull any bullshit like that ever or no? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, but good. you know what? I, I think, but see, like, you look like a rough guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you when you walk into a room, you're like, you're, you know, you're, I don't want to say you're, you're husky. I'm a dude's You know what dude. I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. you're a dude's dude. Me, yeah. when I walk in, I'm, I'm very smiley. You know, I'm like, people just feel comfortable. So I let them say their shots and I'll either top their shot or I kind of look at them and go, did you just say that? Like, yeah. I always love that. That's how I got out of, you remember Billy Bush and the whole Donald Trump grab him in the, you know, oh, yeah. the whole grab him thing. Oh, yeah. Like people ask me all the time, well, what do you do when you're in a situation with a celebrity that you're interviewing and they say something that doesn't, that doesn't like sound right. And I always, when that happened to me, so I wouldn't comment on it, I would go, <laughs> Did you did you just hear what you said? And then they'll go, and then it kind of because I don't have to. Anytime you're in a situation like that, go, oh my God, did you just hear what you said? And that kind of makes them realize you're not gonna play a part in that. Wow. You know? Yeah, you have to do that, right? It's yeah. I don't know. It's it's I want to say it's easier said than done to not do what Billy Bush did, but and I, I, mean, I mean he was look, trying to bro it up, man. He was trying to bro it up, it just went too far in. He was the people pleaser, and yeah, sometimes, and sometimes you just got to be like, "Yep, you know." Um, did you? And like I said, it happened to me several he times. He wanted the interview. Minutes. He wanted the interview, and he wanted yep. he he needed to get it at all. I mean, but it's not like Billy Bush. I mean, I think Bird even did a bit about this at one point where he's like, "It's not like Billy Bush like piggybacked on it and was like, oh, yeah, you can grab him by the put, dude.' Dude, let me tell you, one time I, you know, he just kind of like." laughed and was like yeah yeah you grab him yeah you grab him in the pussy you kiss him yeah fucking whatever so let's go you know and like yeah but i think the problem was when they got out of the bus he like hey i want you to meet donald you know like it was kind of oh yeah wait a second that's that's what it was it wasn't the comment it was when they got out the bus and he was like hey right dude you want to meet my he was like let me introduce oh that's right yeah that's because because guess what dude you know the locker room talk of it. What they're talk, what they were speaking to, and uh, and after this we can go back and rehash the OJ trial. Yeah. But I think that uh, <laughs> I, I think I think what they were referring to with locker room talk was uh, Billy Bush being like, "Wow, look how hot she is," and th- them just talking about when she was coming up, like, "Whoa, hot girl alert!" You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. every dude's done that. So and that and and look, girls do that with guys. So 100%. that part was not. Uh, it was weird to hear it caught on tape. It was weirder and more uh, offensive and, and was highlighted because it was followed. It was preceded by, um, you know, you can, you can, I just kiss him on the, I mean, just, I move on. him like a bitch. Like that was the thing yeah. that I was like, dude, this guy does not know how to hit on women. He's like, can you imagine being in a bar next to a buddy? And he's like, holy shit, dude, look at, dude, look at Michelle, dude. She, 
wow, that blue dress is that's her color, man. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go over there. And so, and his buddy's like, dude, you careful, man. You've had like four drinks. No, no, I'm gonna move on her. I'm gonna move on her like a bitch. And you're like, what? What? It, that's you not know how what? guys talk. No, no, it, it's. I always because when guys say it, locker room talk to me, it sounded like rich man talk, like no game. You just kind of force yourself in the situation because money, when you got money and fame, you, you could be any way you are. It just what do they say? I was with Donald uh, Faison. I interviewed him because he's one of the most down to earth people in the world. I oh. love Donald Faison. And I go, how have you not changed? I'm in this big mansion of his and all this stuff. Like, how have you not changed? He goes, oh, I'm the, I'm the same. What celebrity does, what fame does, what money does, it just heightens the person you really are. And that's when we see those people that were, you you always knew they were an ass, but then they got famous. Now they're a big ass. You know what I mean? They haven't yeah. changed. They're the same person. It's just heightened now. Yeah, you've probably seen so many of those people over the years, right? I Dude, mean, I've seen people that were close to me blow up. Now we're not as close. And it kind of hurts a little. It just hurts a little bit because you're like, okay. But I always know. I also believe because I believe in this. I don't know the quote exactly, but Tyler Perry is like, when somebody breaks through the glass ceiling, you're gonna you're gonna lose some friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I guarantee you, when I get to that next level, they will want to be friends again. But not because they're like that. It's just now I'm in their realm. It's, Does that it's make like, sense? A thousand percent. It's like you know, you get into the club. And you finally get into the club, right? And then there's, there's the, uh, you know, the little, the little uh, rope for the next uh, little uh, section, yep. the little private section. And it's like once people get in there, you know, someone's like, "Hey, want to come in here?" And Tyler Perry's like, "Yeah." And then uh, he looks back at Michael Yo, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I gotta go." They, they yeah. me, and you're like, "It's all good, dude. Do your thing." And he's like, "Yo, let me see if I can get you a drink though and bring it out to you." And you're like, "Dude, big time." But what usually happens is. I'm going to go in here and then you just never see him. Never again. see him. He slips out the back of the club with like eight hoes. <laughs> <laughs> but now Tyler Perry owns the whole club. So, you know, he owns very everything. funny. And very true. Yeah. But if you but, could if, wait real quick, if you could buy a club, Mike, uh -huh. or if you were gifted a club, right? Like in an inheritance, what would you name it? If they gave you, they gave you full ownership rights. So you were going to like Michael Yo it up. Uh, however you do that aesthetically. But name-wise, they said, this is imperative that we really nail this, Mike. You're in Vegas. It's going to be on the Strip, right in between Denny's and Shake Shack. What are you calling it? Okay. This is so funny. I've actually thought about this. I know you have. That's why I asked. I, I've thought about this. I would make a club so hot. It would be so hot. It would be called Normal People. And it would be a club because in the club business, the clubs that last the longest, hold on. The clubs that last the longest are the normal clubs, like these hot clubs okay. that go in and out. But the ones that are like uh, uh, Joe's Crab Shack or things like that, they stay around forever because they they um, they appease normal people. So I would call it normal people. It would be the hottest club, the biggest DJs and no celebrities could get in. Okay. Wow. And, and people would be like, wow. like yo, I got to come. Uh, Calvin Harris is playing. I'm like, nope, it's just normal people. Sorry. So no celebrities, no nothing, just normal people. So the every no promo vi video has to have. I am every day. <laughs> 
So that's what I would call it. And drinks would be like normal price. Everything would be normal in it, you know? So maybe call it middle class. No, normal people. I like that. NP, Where are you going? Normal people. people. Yeah. Do you have like an acronym uh, or an abbreviation for it? Like, is there some sort of nickname for the club? People like that, right? Norm. <laughs> go to norms. Everyone's like, the diner? <laughs> no, there's a club. In the diner? Dude, you're not coming. <laughs> right. I definitely couldn't call it in people because that, that could come off wrong. You know, so, so just funny. Just yeah, norms. you can't do that. You can't no. do that. Just norm. <laughs> just norms. <laughs> Wow, I knew this whole conversation <laughs> was gonna build to something, and that was definitely worth it. Um, but but I, I want to comment on your mouth moving slow. Do not worry about it. This is live on Facebook, big audience on my Facebook page, and appreciate all the people. I started this page just so you know, like two months ago with like thirty thousand people, and in two months it's over a hundred and eighty thousand. So like, yeah, Mike, yeah, man. Because here's the thing: are there comments I, right now? Can I read them? Uh, there. Yeah, I did, I haven't asked for them. And your connection is so slow, they probably like can't figure you out right now. So, <laughs> oh damn, really? You need. But when o but O Town, when they were on yesterday, they had they they had good connection, Adam. Oh, fuck, they dude, I'm so connection. sorry. Can we, man? Well, well, you're gonna put the audio up on your podcast, right? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. This audio is going out, so don't even worry about you. We're gonna have looking. to do this again, and I'm gonna have to have I'm gonna have to have better Would mom internet. Yeah, you better. <laughs> I mean, just such a bummer that, that, uh, well, it's a little better right there, isn't it? No. Yeah. It, sometimes if you have a question for Adam, like, but they don't know about you. Yet. I'll you answer it been... next week. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Yeah. Somebody watch it. Ask Adam a question. Now they don't know enough about you, but I, let me tell you this. And I mean this from the heart. Yeah. You are doing something. I, I consider you a great role model to myself because I love that you're acting. I love your comedy. And I love how you've broken into movies. You work with Melissa McCarthy, Sandra Bullock, and now you're working with The Rock. Oh, yeah. I mean, this you're going to be in Young Rock. Yeah. And and my thing to you is, what's the? and it might not even be with one of those people, but what's been your greatest moment in acting where you're like, wow, I'm really doing this? Man, uh, I was just talking about this with... Uh, my dad the other day um you know because i'm I was talking about when i told him that i got the heat i was doing narration for some like iraqi war bbc just the most melancholy where i was just like it was david attenborough the opposite of that like instead of like you know winter means a struggle for survival it's the <laughs> snow wolf fights for food the platypus fight it was the i was like Every year, 45,000 people die from the metal that comes out of the bombs. I mean, it was just like yeah, crazy shit. shit. And and I get this uh, this text. It's like, call ASAP. I go out there. I uh, I get the whole deal about being in the movie. And it was just like, up until that point. Well, well, well you're, you're now, remember, a lot of people that are going to listen to this that are not in the industry, that are watching right now, you kind of blew it off. It's like, I get the call, I go over there. But what is that really like? Like, right. what happens? So yeah. I, you know, I graduated from, from USC acting school in 2005. And you're graduating with a theater degree. I'm walking into auditions for, like, CSI being like, hey, I was in a play called Vinegar Tom. They're like, get the fuck out of here. And so <laughs> nothing really to, to you know, uh, you're trying to build something out of nothing. So that's why I was just doing 
you know, YouTube sketches and and starting doing open mics and an acting class and improv class. I was working at a casting office for free four days a week. Working at Universal Studios. I mean, just trying to have my feet in all these pools and meet as many people as possible, um, which I think just makes you a more well-rounded person and and performer and artist. And and so I had friends in all walks of life. And um, but it was just so intimidating because you're in a place where the hustle and bustle is happening. So I feed off that. That's why I still like living in LA. Not right now because, uh, you know, that's just tent city and it's just chaos. And Cause you don't want to die. I understand. Yeah, and that is a big part of it. And, um, but, but I think it'll make its way, make its way back. You oh, know, hundred percent. It will share had a comeback and so can Hollywood. And, um, uh, but there's something about like being around that energy of Hollywood that is exciting, but also intimidating because, and, and, can fill you with, uh, you know, fits of, of jealousy because you're constantly looking at, oh man, I fucking want to do that. And man, I want like, or, and then getting an opportunity to be close to it and thinking, tricking yourself that this one thing's going to lead to that thing I've been fantasizing about. And it's not, uh, sometimes it can't, every opportunity can lead to another opportunity. And I think that is a true sentiment where things beget each other, but, uh, getting to a place where you understand that the, uh, to enjoy the process is what I would preach to younger yeah. kids when I would get to a point to where they would start to ask me for, for tidbits of advice. Well, I'd say, enjoy the idea of getting better and just, and the process. And, and, and you're going to look back on this time, control what you can control and don't look back in two years and go, man, I wish I, I should probably shouldn't have gone to those parties and just gone to those mics instead. I should have done that because once I decided to kind of give up, social life and and not sacrifice friendships but just pick and choose and uh and 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 then also if you're doing it right you're you start to develop friendships in what you're pursuing so then and that also becomes your hang um so you can kind of put them all into one which is awesome like what other job has that so um but but it was a lot of grinding and only a couple tv i remember i booked a guest star on according to jim in 2007 and i was like here we go go yeah and uh and then i didn't get anything again until 2013 which was the heat and so that was six years of auditioning like crazy and getting getting close on a handful of things that man i mean it's so funny like i there's a couple gigs that i'm like that would have been a game changer uh like can you <laughs> say which one you were close to <clears throat> i mean there there's shows that i uh, I'll, I mean, look, there was this one where I met, it was a cop show opposite Martin Lawrence for CBS and Fred Savage was directing it and I crushed it and they put a pin in me and, uh, and then got my veils and then, and then pretty much were like, Hey, we're going to have you do one more Ken Reed with Martin. And then, but you're, you're his choice. <clears throat> and, uh, and then I, uh, flew back from AZ from doing shows. Uh, on that Monday and was going to do it uh, that Tuesday. And they're like, Hey, they offered it to Ethan Subley. And I was like, mm. Whoa. And then, uh, and then the show didn't even go, but so that was one. And then there's other ones I've booked or again, yeah. I've been down to the me and a few guys or me and one guy a lot. And you just learn to go out of my control at this point, they're picking wallpaper, yep. but it does take a toll after a while, man. And you're just like, damn not only because because you know what what's the tough thing is i went through this with hosting and uh i mean i think it, it's the same for acting as well because i've been getting some great auditions moving along in the process but they're usually going to go with the more famous person 
if it's close. Yeah. So you just, so people go, how do you handle that? I go, I don't get mad. I, it's my job to be famous, <clears throat> to get to that yeah. next level. Yeah. You know, whether that's hosting comedy. Yeah. It, it has to make you hungrier because I said, there are people I've been told you're the best person for this, but we need to go with a person that's more known. So my job is to get to the point where I get jobs I don't deserve too. Yeah. And that's yeah. where we all want to be at. Yeah, it the fame thing really does suck, but then you go, man, you know, get it. You, you try to think if I get to that point, when I get to that point that that I uh oh, we will. We yeah. will. Oh yeah. I mean, but the best the funniest person should get the job, but <clears throat> hey man, it I get why it doesn't work like that, which is also why then getting the call for the heat was so uh not confusing, but definitely unexpected because I'm like, all right, this isn't a lead. It's three scenes. It's one of the bad guys. It's three. It's it's enough of a big enough part in a in a Paul Feet, the guy who did Bridesmaids, who's one of Paul the biggest Fee. comedies He's of amazing. all time. Love Paul. It's the follow up to that, and it's with two of the Melissa's just about to blow the fuck up. Sandra is just always a gangster and a and a bankable uh, draw, and. Uh, so it just had a lot of great pieces. And and so I remember, I think, I know Brian Callen, I think D'Elia went in for my part and uh, and a few other guys that I knew that were, you know, way, again, way bigger than me. And I remember I went and I did like an accent. And I had, a, you know, I'd let my beard go and my hair go because I was like, oh, I'm this, I'll let Paul, I'm this drug dealer, gangster type guy. I'll let Paul kind of finagle with all that. Maybe he'll do a, want to do that or do some yeah. burns and I walk in. He's like, eh, that's great. Just go with that. I was like, all right, wow. I'm just going to look like I crawled out of a garbage can or I was fingering Oscar the Grouch in the back of a noggin. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, um, getting that call, I was like, whoa. I I was like, I I beat out, I'm sure, other, you know, uh, named people. And I remember asking Paul, too, or just being so thankful for the opportunity. And he was like, yeah, he's like, you were the best. And I was and I was like, well, I was like, I was like, I was like, man, I like, you know, this could have gone to, I don't know, Jerry O'Connell or fucking, I don't know, Sinbad. I don't, you know, I'm just spitballing guys, yeah. you know, Martha Stewart, you know, somebody famous. And he goes, uh, <laughs> Snoop Dogg, you know, Dogg. whatever. <laughs> and he was like, no, he's like, you were the funniest. You're the best. He's like, you're, he's, you know. And then <clears throat> I remember Allison Jones, the casting director, saying too, she was like, yeah, I don't think they needed, or maybe it was Paul who said too, he's like, after Sandra and Melissa, he's like, we don't need everybody. Being, in the movie, yeah. to, we don't need names for like to stack it up. And that being said, you know, Bill Burr's in it, Michael Rappaport, Jane Curtin, uh, Joy McIntyre, uh, Nate Cordry, uh, you know, um, just a lot of a lot of uh, Marlon Wayans, you know, it's a lot, it's it's <clears throat> filled with a lot of um, great people, but that was a big moment, man, because it was just uh, it wasn't. I had a little more perspective to not think here we go. And like, this is going to be like, even Bobby Lee went yeah. out of his way to be like, don't fucking think this is going to mean you're going to be in every Sandler movie. Now you're going to take over. You're going to get 10 PM spots at the store. You're still going to get your 1230 spots, come to the store, grind it out, be humbled, came back from the movie. And it was exact, exactly that Tommy at the time. I thought I'd get better spots because I was in the number one movie in the, uh, during the summer. He gave me a couple better spots, but still, man, yeah. I was still doing my spots where I was. And I was, yeah, that was, I don't want to say humbling because I, I expected it, but it was, uh, it was nice to go back to that and go, Oh yeah, it's not, it's never just one thing, but it was a nice pick me up. And it was a nice, 
you need those little victories along the way. I don't you care do. how you slice them, whether it's getting on a, the Michael Yo podcast and having your internet be perfect or, uh, <laughs> or, um, no, but seriously, like, <clears throat> and same thing, man, like you're, uh, you know, a staple of this, this industry and have been grinding so, uh, so long and, and done so many cool things. And I mean, you know, the first time I even reached out to you after we developed some rapport and I felt like premature was to, uh, uh, ask you to like, I think send my sister a message or something. Yeah. And you were yeah. so gracious about it. And, and we had, had enough rapport at the clubs to where I was like, yeah, this, I think, I think I can do this, but also I think I was like, all right, if he, this will also tell me who he is. If, if this, if I'm like, I feel like I'm reading the room right and thinking that this mm -hmm. is appropriate. But if you were like, Hey man, I don't even know your favorite color. Why would you even ask me for a video? No, for your no, sister? No, dude, you were the best, and it and it made her uh, made her year, and and then um, and then it was just cool because then then that was a, another thing to like build off of next time I saw you, and and so uh, you know those then getting to you know do stuff with you those those are little benchmarks. It's like and everyone yeah. has has a uh, you know um, a, a path for what those things are, and and gets to decide the how much meaning to put in those things, but um. I mean, I'm what I mean, I'm sure you've got just a, a long list of, of well, things like that. <laughs> I think my strategy and what I like to tell people that are listening to this podcast, so many people move to Hollywood and this may be you at your normal job. Never go in and say, I want to be the biggest thing there. For instance, when people move to Hollywood, they go, I want to be a huge star. <clears throat> That's great. But if you just expect to be a huge star, you will have a lot of heartbreak until you get there. So what yeah. I like to do is make reachable goals. So it always feels like I'm moving forward. Like when I got hired at E, I was like, all I want to do is be on one time a week. I got on one time. Then I was like three times, got on three. Then I was like, let me get on the whole week. Got on the whole week. With stand up, it's like, let me get my first special out. I know comedians usually pop after their third, fourth special, unless it's like, just a anomaly, like a, like a Ali Wong or something like that. Well, yeah. So let me grind these specials out and just shooting a special is something getting enough material. Now I'm writing my second one. So I know that's going to happen before the end of this year, me shooting that second special. That's my goal. And that's very reachable. And me just going up on stage, trying out new material and finishing one joke is a step. So I always make reachable goals. So it always feels like I'm moving forward. This this show right here, I've been trying to do this for a year. And then finally, two months ago, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to do it every day, Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m., 10 a.m., whatever time. And the people were like, yo, it's about time. Went up 150,000 people in less than two months. So it's a thing where, and that's something I can control and do. Yeah. And what I love, the most thing I love is people go, how, do you, how are you in an industry when you have you know, really, once you do it, you have no say in if you get the job. And my thing is, well, the th I, I try to control the things I can control. I control my comedy. If I'm funny, I'm funny. And if Bill Burr or whoever is on stage after or before me, what I love about comedy at that stage is the ultimate, um, it's, it's the ultimate playing field, level playing field. Because you can have celebrities go up there. And after a couple of minutes, if they're not funny, they they get the same treatment as somebody that's really not funny. Totally. You know what I mean? And that's what I love about comedy is like, if you're funny, that stage does not care what your name is. You know what I mean? Now, getting into the club, they may care. But once you get on that stage, 
if you're funny, you're funny. And that's what I get so hyped up about. And you control everything in that. Yeah, it's the most just profession like that where there's no replacement for like the work. And you see people that try to jump into it uh, with little to no experience and just try to get by with their name and, and what they're bringing to the stage. And it's like, man, the people that are coming to shows are now becoming seasoned comedy yeah. viewers and they are consuming way more. So they're just understanding of like, jokes and and uh stage presence and controlling the room and and all the things that come along with uh being a professional and uh and they can sniff that out i mean i was in the belly room of the comedy store uh maybe a week before michael richards um kind of oh man out first at the factory i was at and the laugh was, factory correct i was at the laugh factory but at the belly room of the comedy store he was working out and it was a huge man it was i mean he's just I mean, this is Seinfeld ended, I think, what, 98, 99? Mm hmm. And this was probably, you know, I graduated 05. I started in 07. So probably about 07, 08. So he's 10 years removed. And it's, I mean, look, dude, Friends is still a giant show. Seinfeld, I mean, you see any of those guys 10 years removed from the show, it's, it's a big deal. And I think, uh, and Kramer was just, nothing was attached to that guy other than he's a, Com comedy god you know i mean like truly incredible and and he goes up there in belly room uh it was a packed bringer show and he just got an insane ovation insane like in that room i i i don't know if i've seen something similar to to it since um maybe jim carrey judging the roast battle but but he got a, a crazy ovation starts doing some crowd work on uh on these drunk girls and then never really did any jokes which i just go oh cool that's that's just kind of maybe what he he does or maybe that was just tonight because those girls were so drunk and he was only doing 10 minutes and and cool on him for sticking to the time yeah. i guess he said he was going to do and then i chat with him in the green room after and and, and i was like uh i'll see are you going to start coming around clubs one he's like well you know i did stand up when i uh, when i first started in this business and i got on a show uh called fridays and then uh there's another show after that uh that, that did fairly well i go oh what show was that he's like oh it's called us i go dude i know what the show what the <laughs> show was. obviously I'm busting your balls and then he goes uh, oh great okay and then i he goes he goes yeah it was a uh, interesting he goes i didn't really have much of a plan up there but i i also don't really have an act so i, I just that's why i need to get up and start going again which was then interesting because then you know and then also i said hey if you start to feel yourself leaning towards any end bombs you know just try to Try to go the other way. I did say that. No. Um, oh, yeah. I'm about to say. So, <laughs> no. So that was, so that was, that's so funny. I, I told a buddy shortly after that I, uh, chatted with him briefly like a week prior to that happening. And he was like, you told him to do it, didn't you? And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you did. And so he, uh, he said, he didn't really have an act. And I was like, that's interesting because then you see him on stage at the laugh factory and he didn't again, have an act. Didn't have an act. And, and also just the experience, man. Like you see, you saw somebody that, I mean, no excuse for for what came out of his mouth, but he was so in trying to dissect it. It's like he was out of his uh, comfort zone as far as being in control of the room. He well, he well, we all know when you have that feeling of comedy when it's not going well. You get really hot. Your body just gets hot, you know, and. You're like, oh, I gotta, I gotta figure this out really quick to turn this room around. And when that doesn't happen, and I would expect you being a superstar and everybody knows your name, you're like, I'm disappointing in this whole room. Yeah. And then they start turning on you, you know, because you start turning on them. Yeah, I don't. Uh, 
I don't know how that even becomes an option when you're on stage and you lose control. I've definitely early on before I got comfortable and good at crowd work as far as, and by good, I mean trusting in myself to handle any situation yeah. and knowing that I don't have to just go right to a, a zinger. I mean, look, there are times when <clears throat> like there's this, uh, a clip I posted a little bit ago when I was at helium in Portland and, and this guy goes, um, he goes, I go, what do you guys uh, do for work? And he goes, we fuck to him and his buddy. I go, Oh, you do? He goes, no, I'm just kidding. And then I just a pause and I go, comedy's tough, isn't it? And then <laughs> everything that gets a big laugh. And then, uh, and then I go into this bit about how guys, guys still using the like, I'm gay psych, like as like a bit, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and it was, you know, just a quick fire back to kind of, get control of the room but but to immediately zing like that and, and get personal everyone's felt it early on because i remember those early days before again i got comfortable with myself on stage to listen too that's a big thing with crowd work is listening and being comfortable in the silence to gather information and build them build on the moment instead of just them saying something you're not listening because in your head you're like i need to get a laugh here so if the guy says blah 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 you don't really even hear it and you're just like oh yeah is that Zach, oh, that's probably because your your wife's a bitch and your pants look like you bought them at the cocksucking store. You know, like you just say yeah. stuff that doesn't yeah. even. You just you're just like I got to get control back, and instead of and I'm out of uh, practice with just knowing how to comfortably sit back in the pocket and deal with this. And that's looked like what was happening with Michael Richards, where he was getting his feathers ruffled, <clears throat> and instead of like sitting on the stool or maybe grabbing the mic stand, and being like. What's going on with you guys? Like, that's what I always try to do. If people really, I'm just like, I'm like, you know, if someone yells something out, like, I think I was on tour with Adam Devine and we were at uh, the Gramercy Theater and this guy yelled something about like, bring on the, bring on the other Adam. Right. And I've been having a great set. It was, uh, you know, I would do 30 before him. And and I'm, this is another reason why Adam brought me. It's like, I'm doing stand up more than he is. He wants his whole show to be great. Our hang is great. I, we, I help him. Right. I mean, it's just all the positives of having someone on the road. So, you know, it's a, a, a great uh, set and, and having fun and just, uh, you know, you just get to a point where you go, I'm, I'm never going to bomb anymore. I'm, there might yeah. be, if I do just, a, if I try a whole set of all new material, yeah, there'll probably be a lot more bumps than normal because this is all unsaid stuff. But like, you get to a point 10 years in where you're like, yeah, you know, I got 30, <clears throat> I got 30 easily, whether I bring energy and I bring, whether it's bringing the hits or, or crap, whatever it is. I'm just, I'm, I'm locked and loaded. But this guy goes, you know, uh, bring on the real Adam. And there's kind of this like pause. And then people kind of, people love to jump on the, Jerry Springer started this crowd thing where people love to go, oh shit, Jerry Springer. But also like, I remember being in elementary school when a kid would like get called to the principal's office. I loved jumping on or starting the, ooh, ooh yeah. Yeah. Which by the way was like, sometimes really fucked up because you know you always thought it was like oh he probably like cursed at the recess teacher and they just heard about it in the front office but sometimes it was like hey your mom was in a car accident and so it's like yeah. you gotta you gotta figure out which one it was so that you're like oh you just so what so what'd you parent. do oh, i'm sorry caleb you know what's up <laughs> so what'd you do when the guy went said that so i he goes i'll bring on the real item and i just kind of pause and people go and i go i go i go well that wasn't very nice and just kind of saying that got like a laugh because I think everyone uh -huh. was on board and liked me at that point. And I go, what made you need to say, what about that moment made you feel like you need to say that? And then kind of paused and then he was drunk. So then he tried to say something else, fumbled a sentence. Then I piggybacked. Then his drunk girl tried to jump in and kind of 
uh, interpret. So then I just went into this long rant of them in the car ride before the show being fucked up. <laughs> and like, dude, it was one of those rants, probably over a minute, didn't skip a beat, led to them getting into a fight and her throwing him out of a moving car and her coming to the show, him showing up, being outside, being like, my girlfriend's inside. She kicked me out of the car. And then whatever. And like, no, I need to get I'm here to see Adam. And they go, Adam Ray he goes, no. I go, no, the real Adam. And then he, <laughs> and then he comes in. And this whole thing at the end of it. And then I paused and I go, I go, does that sound a little bit like what, what might have led to this moment? And there's a pause and somebody goes, they got kicked out. <laughs> and then everybody started laughing. <laughs> and That's it was hilarious. Uh, yeah, it was, it was great. So, but um, I want to, yeah, I want to end because I, I, I got to go pick up my kids, but I want to end with one thing. Dude, you're on. I've ever heard to end a podcast. You got, stop it. I do. Yeah. I want to talk you're, about your dad of the year. Your dad of the year. Talk about I want to talk what? about your charity thing real quick that you're doing mm -hmm. your show. And I'm going to yes. put the advertisement in the feed as well in the, in the bio. So if you live in, is it, it's virtual. So no, it's, no matter where you live, it doesn't work. you can, you, you can, can see it. Tell Dude, us about it. Burbank to Dubai, Tacoma to Tahiti. It, this is uh, all for Northwest harvest, which is a, a, a food bank in Seattle. That's helping to feed a lot of families. And obviously I was uh, not as privy to the lack of, uh, meals that that families were struggling to obtain during this time uh, until I really heard from my my sis from uh, friends and 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 parents from uh, uh, the schools that my nieces are going to about them school was where the kids were like expecting to get a lot of their food from right there the meals at these public schools and um, that just bummed me out big time and I I you know everyone's trying to get theirs during this time and I, I am in no exception to that and you know i feel like i i give back within my family quite a bit and um and when i can for things that i see and in, in donations here and there for kickstarters or what's whatever it is you know and and mm -hmm. just try to be a good person in, in the day-to-day -day. but i was like all right it, <clears throat> i've gotten to a cool level i should try to take advantage of <clears throat> some of the uh contacts i have and the people that have uh, um, stayed on board with what I'm doing. And so the show is a big virtual comedy show. It's Friday at 7 p.m. It's Melissa McCarthy, Dana Carvey, Joel McHale, Thomas Lennon, Adam Devine, uh, Eliza Schlesinger, Ron Funches, Joey McIntyre, uh, The Head and the Heart, huge band from Seattle, uh, The Goo Goo Dolls. And uh, tickets are 15 bucks. And it's uh, going to be a bunch of games, stand-up, musical performances, a couple surprises, a lot of giveaways, Costco, Bud Light, Simply Seattle, Duke's Chatterhouse, and... Um, uh, five, four clothing are all sponsors. And so I've got a bunch of stuff to give away uh, through the show from that. We're, uh, we've sold, I think about eight, 900 tickets right now. Last I checked That's this great. morning and, um, hoping to sell more, doing a, a few more things like this today and tomorrow to kind of get the word out, but, you know, just trying to raise as much money for them as, as possible. And, uh, and anytime you can give back and, 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 have it be for a, a good cause and, and get something out of it too. Like that's a win-win and truly this lineup for 15 bucks, everyone that's on this amazing. lineup is, is at least probably 50 bucks on their own. So, um, you know, sit back, relax and, and enjoy tomorrow. Lock the kids in the garage, grab a, a cocktail, roll a blunt, put on your best Michael Yo merch. There and, you go. Uh, cut a hole in the, uh, cut a hole in your assless chaps and just fucking kick back and, and laugh. So, so next time we're on, I want to talk about the rock because you're working with the rock yeah. and young rock, but I want you to yeah. have better internet connection. So let's put a pin in that. Yes. Yes. So, so the show premieres when 
Young February sixteenth. So let's let's get into it after when. Uh, how about shortly after my episodes come out in this first Absolutely. season? My character is a, a big part of his life, but in this first season, since it's takes you up until he's in college, it's three flashbacks to his life: ten, fifteen, and nineteen. So uh, I'll start popping in. Uh, knock on wood, if there's more seasons, a lot more. But but um, I think I'm in maybe episodes five and six in this first one. So was maybe there, after that we can jump in. Was there any insecurity after you shot? Were you like, is that good? Like, are, was that okay? Like, is that? Do you still have that? Like, uh, did I do? Oh good? yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. I felt I felt good, but yeah, man. I immediately went to the director. And I was like, is that okay? And he was like, that's fucking great. Yeah, because we we also did <clears throat> of my bigger scene. Um, maybe like five takes and the last two I think were money. And the other ones we just decided I had a lot of business in the office. Like I had like yeah. a hand uh, massager thing and, um, and uh, was getting papers coming in and it was just, we decided, you know, it just, it looked too, it was too busy. It was taken away from the content of the phone call. And so we didn't figure that out until three takes in and then it was money. And then it was like that fourth take was dope. And then it was like, let's get one more, just crush it ad, ad lib a little, do this. And then that was, and then, so, um, and I love so and I and I yeah. saw you with Darnell Rollins uh, in Tempe, and I love how you just oh, yeah. dropped. Oh yeah, I was just texting with the Rock, you know. Oh, and yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just you know <laughs> on just, Christmas Day. We haven't talked Christ since then, but but that's you know it. That's the thing too, man. It's like we we've had uh, back a nice back and forth, and he's super generous with that, um, and he's just doing so many things. I. I my girl has to remind me, hey, don't take it personal if he doesn't get right back to you. He just launched an energy drink. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. Like, and a clothing line and a workout uh, gear, uh, I, headphones. Do you, I mean, do you, do you, I, I do this sometimes, like with big comedians that I'm friends with. It's like, am I reaching out too much? Maybe I, I maybe oh, they yeah. don't like me anymore. I just oh, yeah. text them, they didn't hit me right back. Uh, you feel like a insecure partner, <laughs> like oh, when you're first dating. Yeah. And then it's almost like living and dying by it. Like, I don't think I yeah. talked to him for a month prior to the Christmas day exchange. And then he sent me a real nice message that, that kind of recapped everything I had asked prior to that. And then I sent one back and then I think I've sent a few cents. And then I got drunk one night and sent him like t-shirt ideas. So look, this could be the end of my relationship with him, but, uh, I don't think so. I think he's, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's just, uh, I think it's just, yeah, I mean, he he he's told me that we're going to IG live when the show comes out uh, to uh, to swap our stories about my character and and his stories with 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 the the man that I'm playing, and so we'll see if that happens. I think he's All a right. man of his word, but but uh, I'm sure my connection will be great for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it better be. It better be not be like this. It oh better. man, can you? If I logged on and it was like this, I mean, <laughs> I just and quit. there's like I'd lose. I would. Because you know he's got two hundred and some. Oh my million god! Followers. You just froze. Okay, that, there you go. Okay, he's got two hundred and some million followers. I feel like I would lose. I would lose so many followers if my connection was like this. You I could have lost followers today. But this is why the podcast is gonna be such a better listen anyway. Because nobody wants to see my goofy ass face. This is this is just for us. This is we're doing this for us. All right, Adam, I gotta run, bro. But thank you. you. Let's talk. Let's talk after your episode airs, and uh, okay. we'll we'll keep it moving, man. I appreciate you, bud. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye, Mike. See you, buddy. Later. That is Adam Ray. All right. Thank you for watching the Michael, uh, the morning. Yo, uh, please give some stars. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast version of this, I do it every day on my Facebook page live.
you can watch it. But thank you for the hang. I'll see you tomorrow. Later.